Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. After watching the games that just happened this weekend, I mean, let me tell you this. That Eagles press conference from last Wednesday feels like it was like 10 years ago because that whole put your, you know, we got Jalen Hurts. He's going to be the quarterback. We're going to talk a lot about that. This was going to be a show where I reviewed the offense, and then I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, the offense, we're going to review that. We are going to do a review show. That's just going to be next week. Today we're going to review the quarterback because that's generally, I mean, there are going to be things talked about on the offense, but for the most part, the biggest question mark going into next season are is going to be what the Eagles officially decide to do at quarterback and to just like try to just go through it just to, you know, get to a tight end. It makes no sense. So we're going to do a quarterback show today. This is going to be a quarterback show. Now, um, there are a bunch of other things that happened this week for the Eagles, mainly uh, Brandon Brooks. So Brandon Brooks officially retired. Uh, just injuries, you know, the guy's been dealing with injuries here for the last three years. Brandon Brooks is obviously one of the best signings the Eagles ever had. Free agent signed in 2016 when Doug Peterson, him and Rodney McLeod came in. You know, that, that free agent class, look what happened. We won a Super Bowl out of that. Brandon Brooks gave up four sacks as an Eagle. I mean, th- think about that. Four sacks. Now, I know he played sparingly these last couple seasons, but still four sacks in six seasons. Brandon Brooks is the best right guard in football. That goes without question. Him and Lane Johnson were the best right side of any offensive line in recent memory. I think that could be, you know, that's not debatable as well. Uh, he's an all-time great Eagle. He's an all-time great person, number one. I mean, that, that goes... There's a lot of things in terms of what happens in sports, and you know, I mean, we 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 sit here today, and you know, Antonio Brown. I mean, he's he's all over, right? He's doing podcasts, he's doing interviews, all this stuff because you know he's like out of like you know what I mean, like because he acts like an idiot, and people want to hear what that sounds like because they think they'll get you know views and it's good sound bites. But you know, there's guys who do it right, and Brandon Brooks is one of those guys. He does it right. He is an absolute role model. You know, in sports, like the whole Charles Barkley, the famous, I'm not a role model. Well, no, Brandon Brooks is a role model. I mean, he's from overcoming anxiety. Remember the first year he misses, what was it, the Monday night game against Green Bay? That This is 2016. This is Peterson's first year, Wentz's rookie season. And, you know, everybody, I remember it. it. It was just panic. You didn't know what you got with Brandon Brooks. Oh, man, this this signing, and look what happens here. And that it never happened. Like, you know what I mean? He overcame that. And obviously, as as talented a a player at his position as there was in the NFL, Brandon Brooks, everything about it. I mean, he said he's an Eagle through and through now. He's going to reside in Philadelphia. He's actually going to go to the University of Penn. He's applying, so he's going to get in. And, uh, you know, he's going to look for the next chapter of his life. And can't thank that man enough. Anybody who was a part of that Super Bowl team, let alone a guy like Brandon Brooks, who was absolutely, you know, one of the the crucial parts of why we won a Super Bowl. I know right guards, their stats don't show up in box scores too often, but um, anybody who knows football knows we won that Super Bowl because of how dominant our offensive line was. And that was an offensive line that lost Jason Peters to injury. You know, I mean, look at the left side of the line. It was Wisniewski and Vitae. And there was a lot put on the right side. 
Because, I mean, even though the defense knew it, too. If we were going to run the ball for a majority, they're going to run it to the right, right? I mean, that's what you would think. You're going to go behind your horses. And they did. And those two horses, Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelsey over there, I mean, they dominated. Brandon Brooks, all-time great Eagle, all-time great classy retirement speech, by the way. I mean, he was thanking everybody, like people who worked in the Novacare complex to show you how humble the guy was. I mean, just a class human being. So, you know, and here's the thing. Brandon Brooks' retirement, now what does it do for the Eagles? Well, it ends up freeing up about $25 million, I think something crazy, like $20-plus million in cap space. They restructured his deal, and then him retiring, I guess, helps the other portion of it. So not only does he, like, is he a great person, he helps the team in a way as well, like, by doing this. Brandon Brooks can't go, I, I, just not enough good things can be said about Brandon Brooks, the human being. And, and obviously, as an Eagle Helping the Eagles with his retirement, it's incredible because freeing up that cap space, that's a big, big deal, and it's a lot of money. And we'll talk about what that cap space might mean in a little bit, but um, I also want to talk about JG because JG is getting head coaching buzz, right? I mean, it, it seemed like last weekend it maybe, uh, you know, he was going to be named the head coach of the Texans. You know, he was in on the Broncos. He's in on the Vikings. I don't know what's going on with the Texans. Um, it seems like it may have cooled off for him there. I heard Kevin O'Connell's name, but man, oh man, I want JG to be the head coach of the Texans. It would be so unbelievably phenomenal. Which leads me to this. I'm going to start doing this every week. A new segment, right? The off-season segment, and I'll probably keep it through the season as well. It's going to be uh, stupid Twitter takes. And this one this week is from one of the biggest, you know, just complete morons on Twitter there. One of the beat writers for the Eagles, Elliot Shore Parks, he works for WIP. Well, he had a tweet earlier this week that Jonathan Gannon leaving would be a big loss for the Eagles, which right there is comical on its own. Uh, Eagles were top 10 in points per game allowed prior to Week 18. See, like, he has to caveat that because we gave a 50 in a game where we played our third stringers, right? He's not caveating that we were in the top 10 because we played a practice squad quarterback, third string quarterbacks, all injured team. Like, you know what I mean? He's not caveating that. He's caveating the one when the stat goes against the guy he likes. You know, and and let's see here. What else? Uh, hiring a new defensive coordinator will not be easy, especially if Fangio said no. That's valid, actually. That That's actually a good point in this Twitter take. And Eagles should want to continue with their coaches, players, uh, want continuity, I'm sorry, with their coaches and players. Not a major change. We need a major change on defense. Jonathan Gannon absolutely sucks. It blows my mind that he was interviewed for so many head coaching jobs. It absolutely blows my mind that Jonathan Gannon is being considered for head coaching jobs. I get it. Some guys might be better as a head coach than they are as a coordinator. That absolutely makes sense. And... Hopefully he is, because if he ends up being named the head coach of the Texans, I might buy Texans apparel and root for them and thank them every single step of the way. Jonathan Gannon. I mean, oh, well, he didn't have the talent. This guy can't, listen, you coach to your players. His The, the players we had didn't fit his scheme. Well, you adjust your scheme. I thought he said at the beginning of the season, we had no scheme. But we did have a scheme, and it was vanilla, and it was soft, and it was weak-minded defense. And anytime we played anybody of competence, they just tore the Eagles up. Please, please hire Jonathan Gannon. Because let's just go over um, some of the other options, right? And by the way, you know what? Not to just call it Elliot Short Parks, but I got into a thing with Ruben Frank when he said earlier this year that he was a good coach, Jonathan Gannon. I just couldn't help it. I'm like, that that's 
absolutely one of the most asinine things something could say. They didn't even respond. Because obviously, I think he saw that, oh my gosh, they got a lot of traction. Everybody's saying he's brutal, and I'm an, I, I might be wrong for saying he's a good coach because he's far from it. Now, who would the options be for the Eagles if Gannon, by you know some miracle, is named the head coach of the Texans? Well, um, the Ravens let go of Wink Martindale. Now, Wink Martindale runs a 3-4 with the Ravens. They're very aggressive. The Eagles ran a 3-4 a lot this year, though. So, I mean, to sit there and say that, we can't switch to a 3-4. I mean, we, we were a 3-4 under Chip Kelly. Um, I know the 3-4 may not play into the personnel we currently have, but again, we're so weak on the defensive line, right? Our defensive end, all that stuff, it's weak right now. We could actually, if in theory, switch the front to a 3-4, strictly base 3-4. And it wouldn't be that big a deal. We're a 5-2 front right now. I mean, you could go to 3-4. The other guys... Vic Fangio is obviously, he'd be the number one choice for me. Um, if Vic Fangio was not named the coach of the Jaguars, because I know he interviewed there, and somehow, I mean, I've heard that he's only going to go to Harbaugh to be a coordinator. If not, he's going to just retire. Vic Fangio, I told you after we played the Broncos, I loved every second of the way they played defense. And I know Jalen Hurts had his best game against them, which was a credit to Jalen Hurts, because I just love the aggressive nature of the Broncos defense. I would jump over the moon to get Vic Fangio to be the Eagles defensive coordinator. Another former head coach, Mike Zimmer. Um, hey, Gannon is a Zimmer guy, isn't he? Well, Zimmer is, you know, 100 times more aggressive than Jonathan Gannon. He disguises pre-snap really well. I would take Mike Zimmer in a heartbeat. And then another guy, maybe if they wanted to promote with from within, is Denard Wilson. Denard Wilson got rave reviews from our cornerbacks. I mean, we saw the improvement on Darius Slay and Avante Maddox this year. Denard Wilson obviously played a, a major role in that. So if Denard Wilson was to get promoted, I could absolutely 100% understand that. And it would be a very popular move in the building if they did that as well. So those would probably be the front four guys that I would say would be leading candidates to be the D coordinator if Gannon was to, you know, uh, go to Houston. But again, those guys also got to be interested. Denard Wilson would be. He's on the staff. I mean, but uh, Zimmer is a former head coach. Who knows what he would do? Fangio, former head coach. And Martindale, again, the scheme. We'd have to make sure the scheme was, we can make that fit. Now, that's the news and notes. That's what's going on with the team right now, right? I mean, again, it's the offseason. Nothing's happening right now. It's the NFL playoffs. But what we're going to talk here is we're going to break down the quarterback. And as all the people who listen, they know what my stance is on Jalen Hurts. Well, it's time to be objective. So let's talk the quarterback, and let's talk what the Eagles really should do at quarterback. And I'm going to play every side of this. Um... I'm not going to let my personal bias stand in the way of it. And again, my thoughts might, I'm sure, surprise people if you listen to what my thoughts on Jalen Hurts were the whole season. So um, before we do go into that, I do have a quick word here from Anchor. I am a big believer in Jalen Hurts. I really am. I'm, I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts. I believe in his work ethic. I believe that the version of Jalen Hurts we saw this season is not going to be the version we see next season. It's going to be improved version of Jalen Hurts. I, I 100% believe that. I'm not coming off that stance. That's my belief. I asked the Eagles to give Jalen Hurts a chance. They gave Jalen Hurts a chance. The concern I would have with Jalen Hurts is durability. Jalen Hurts played 15 to 17 games this year. The problem was from 
that Giants game, which obviously was his, you know, arguably up until the Buccaneers game, his worst game as a professional, he dinged up his leg, his ankle. And it was obviously much more severe than was let on. He missed one game. We had a bye. He came back, and he never complained about it. You never heard him, you know, hooping and hollering, making excuses, because that's just the way he is. Uh, he's the easiest guy to ever root for, by the way, as a player. I mean, if you can't root for a guy like Jalen Hurts, then I don't know what, what type of player you're looking for, because he is every single thing and then some you want in a quarterback. That's why I believe that Jalen Hurts is still obviously in the discussion to be the Eagles quarterback. I really do. Because he, he's just so easy to root for, and you just believe in his work ethic. But the problem is, when that ankle and that injury happened, that's his greatest strength right now, his ability to run. And I get it. If you're a running quarterback, you're going to get dinged up. It just is what it is. When you get hit in the NFL, it, you know, you're getting hit by 230-pound guys. Consistently, you know what happens? You eventually get hurt. That's just what happens. Um and I'm not saying other quarterbacks who don't run get hurt. Of course they do. But it's like he's putting his body at risk more often. And just law of average, he's going to get hurt more than than a guy who just sits in the pocket all day. Jalen Hurts had an absolutely awful game against the Buccaneers. It is what it is. I thought he had some really great moments this year against Denver especially. You know, I thought he played really good against Kansas City. Um in big moments, in terms of play, like drives in the game, like clutch moments, he was really good. He had some really clutch drives for the Eagles this year. We made the playoffs. But we, as a team, are so far away. Right? And that's what leads this to the discussion of, should the Eagles upgrade the quarterback? And it's t- when you watch the games this last weekend, you see Patrick Mahomes and you see Josh Allen. And you saw what it takes to win against Kansas City in the playoffs. And you saw what it takes to beat Buffalo in the playoffs. You see how good Joe Burrow is. Look at the Bengals. They went from the number one overall pick in 2020 to the AFC Championship. You look in the NFC. You see that the Rams made the move. They made the big trade. They went and got Matt Stafford, who is not a top-five quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but he's absolutely a top-ten guy. And, you know, I have this thing with Stafford. He reminds me of Damian Lillard a lot, where he's that guy who hits that 40-foot jumper and then thinks, I'm just going to keep shooting him. And when they're going in, he he's the best. He's the best. He could be the best in the world. And then he goes cold. Now, the good thing for the Rams is it seems like Stafford might have got his cold streak out of him in December and not in January, but right now he's hot again, so people are starting to get on him. But look where it's taken the Rams. They knew they weren't going to win the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. They knew they tried every which way they could with him, and they upgraded the position. And again, they've traded a lot of draft capital away, but they knew that they were probably a quarterback away from winning, and heck, they might have thought they were a DN away from winning as well because they traded for Von Miller, and look where they are. And then you have the 49ers who are more so in the Eagles category, right? Now, Garoppolo is getting paid $25 million. Hurts getting paid one. But what they did was they built it up around Garoppolo. John Lynch has been an unbelievable GM for them. They have a great coach. They have a great scheme. They have a lot of talent around the quarterback. 
if you're the Eagles right now. I, I completely, I cannot tell them to not look around and try to see if they could upgrade the quarterback spot, especially in the NFC. Because you look around the NFC right now, right? Brady is, you know, a question to come back for the Buccaneers. Rodgers, who knows what him, it looks like he's going to possibly leave Green Bay, might go to Denver, where Denver, you know, hired their offensive coordinator from Green Bay, right? You know what I mean? That's a move that tells me they're hoping to bring Aaron Rodgers with him. So let's just say Rodgers leaves the conference. And again, it's not about Brady, but Brady is going to retire here sooner than later. And then when you look around the rest of the NFC, which teams scare you with like an elite-type quarterback? There's no Mahomes, there's no Allen, there's no Herbert, there's no Burrow. You know, the, the AFC is stacked with quarterback talent. And again, I'm not sitting there saying that's all that matters, but you look in the NFC and you got Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. One of the guys available, Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, there's just got... The NFC, the road to the Super Bowl, seems like you can get there a lot easier than you could in the AFC. Ask Buffalo. So if the Eagles decide that they feel that they're... And the reason... Okay, the main reason the Eagles have to make this decision this season. And I know everybody says, well, just wait. Take the draft picks. Do it next year. Well, next year they don't have three first-round picks. They have one first-round pick. And I know people think that they could just pass two of these picks along to next year. So like, It's not that easy. Obviously, I, I just talked about that last week. If you could do that, you would. They can't. Chances are they're not going to be able to do that unless some team gets absolutely desperate and like Matt Coral or somebody or Kenny Pickett's fallen and they want to trade up and risk it all like the Bears did for Justin Fields. That would be the only way the Eagles are getting in that draft next year. The 2020, what is that, three draft. Or 2022 draft, I'm sorry. Or no, 2023. Right now is the time that the Eagles have to decide if they want to make the move a quarterback. And it sucks because you ideally want to give Hurts one more season. Because you do want to build it around him a little bit. I mean, he played with a handicap this year. A major handicap at wide receiver. I mean, really, it was Devontae Smith and it was Dallas Goddard and the two of them got doubled 90% of the time and he was begging, begging Jalen Rager to win and he never won. And Quez Watkins was just an inconsistent route runner. That's the truth of it. I like Quez. I think Quez is, and again, he has a lot of upside. But there was a lot of routes, and we could go back to the Giants game where Quez just quit running. One in the Tampa Bay game, that deep ball that hurts through in the third quarter, that was a really good deep pass, but Quez had pulled up his route. His route running is suspect. That's a problem. Quez isn't the guy where he's running the route hard all the time unless he expects the ball coming to him, which, again, hey, he's a young player. That's something you could hopefully learn and develop, and I am hope he's coached better so that doesn't happen because he has an opportunity to be a really good player. But the Eagles need another receiver. It's just this this is the offseason where you have so much in terms of assets. It feels like you have to make that decision now. So if they were to decide, you know, Deshaun Watson's available. He's the one that makes the most sense. And I know I talked about this early in the season, and I said if they're going to do it, go for Russell Wilson. And I'm not backing off. I'm just going to go over the three guys here. 
because these are the three major veterans that are available, right? I, I'd assume somebody like Kirk Cousins, by the way, is available if you wanted to go. But again, I, I could just see that where it's like, you're going to spend $30 million on a quarterback. You might as well go all in on it, right? Um, and again, I, I would keep Jalen Hurts in that scenario because there's no way you're going to convince me Kirk Cousins is 30 times better than Jalen Hurts because that's essentially what the salary is. But, and again, I, and it, that, that's a little drastic, 30 times, but you get my point. The point being here is this. If you're looking at Watson, Wilson, and Rodgers, Watson fits the most in terms of making the most sense for the Eagles because when you think about it, I didn't maybe want to admit it, but the Eagles are way away. They're, they're far away. I thought they were closer because I thought this was rock bottom going into the season when we made the playoffs, but it was a fake playoff. It really was. Like We played Tampa Bay. They blew us off the field twice. I mean, I know the first game was a little closer in score, but they blew us off the field in that game. They blew us off the field in that playoff game. And it's not like Tampa Bay was some juggernaut team. I mean, really, it took some type of stupidity from the Rams, four fumbles, all the things in the world, because they were getting blown off the field by the Rams. I, I get, And they lost at home. The next, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, well, that team was just an elite team. They weren't an elite team but they blew the doors off the Eagles. We are far away. That's the question I'd have about going after a guy like Russell Wilson. Again, you have to trade for Russell Wilson, so you're giving up multiple draft picks, right? If you're giving up multiple draft picks and then paying his salary, it's tough because you want the draft picks to ideally put some talent on the team to you know close the gap of their not being an elite team. If you were to rank the order of how it makes sense for the Eagles, it'd probably be number one would be Rodgers because you could just sign him because I believe he's going to opt out of his deal. He opts out. You could sign him as a free agent. Yeah, it eats your salary cap. The Eagles could also maneuver around that, create some space where they could figure out a way to bring Rodgers and Adams. Again, this is a pipe dream. You bring Rodgers and Adams to Philadelphia. You have Rodgers, Adams, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, a great offensive line, um, and again, Aaron Rodgers has his own freaking shortcomings. I mean, really, he couldn't have had a better made situation there in Green Bay. They scored 10 points. You know what I mean? He has a history of failing in the playoffs. So it's like, if you're a Packers fan, you know it. I mean, like, it's crazy to think that that guy and the talent he has and all the MVPs, he's been in one Super Bowl only. But I mean, if you're going to just go off of it and he's going to be your guy, I mean, that one there where you get to keep your three first-round picks, that would be the most advantageous. Problem is he's 40. Watson's too because he's 26. You know, so if you do trade multiple draft picks for Watson, and again, who knows what the price is going to be? I'd assume the price has dropped. The Texans are hoping that this thing clears up and everybody wants him again. Again, I don't see that so much being the deal anymore. It's like public, you know, perception here is a big deal to Sean Watson. It's like that that's going to be a tough thing to do. It's, it's just, it's not a fun spot to be in for the Eagles. I get it. It's really not a fun spot to be in. They're in a good spot because they have so much, that they have the opportunity to do all this stuff, but my guess would be number two would be Deshaun Watson and three is Russell Wilson. And the reason Russell Wilson's three is he is 33 years old. He's going to be 34 years old, right? So how close are the Eagles, right? 
with a guy like Russell Wilson. You give up possibly two to three first round picks, you know what I mean? Like you maybe you trade two firsts and it hurts and all that stuff and he goes and it's like, okay, you got Russell Wilson. So yeah, you're clearly uh you know, you got a more established quarterback. But, you know, Russell Wilson's been beat up. He finally missed a couple games last season. You, you got to hope that he ages the same way Tom Brady did. Again, that's tough for a guy who was hit a lot more. I don't know. But I'm not naive to the point to say that the Eagles shouldn't look into it. It's not like Hurts closed that door. He had an opportunity. They gave him the opportunity. They gave him every chance this year to be the guy. If he went down in that Tampa Bay game and he played really well, we're not having any damn discussions. It hurts his job. He played so good against Washington on that Tuesday night. I thought he's closing the door. But I mean, he played so bad against Tampa Bay. And I know it's like you can't just go off of one game. And you'd be a fool. Peyton Manning lost like 41 nothing. I remember, in his first playoff game. So, like, again, he had a bad day at the office. And he's going to work his ass off to get better. If I'm the Eagles, again, my move is we roll with Jalen Hurts. We build this damn thing up around him. I know everybody, it looks scary now with the, the quarterback play that you got from Wilson or from Mahomes and Allen in that game. But, you know, Deshaun Watson played against like that shootout he had with uh, Mahomes two years ago. They went to 24 nothing and they lost by like 10 in Kansas City. He had DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they had a lot of talent there in Houston for a long time. So, I mean, I again, is he that good? Is he as good as Pat? He's, no, but he's probably close to top five. I Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what he is now. He hasn't played football in a year. That's a big question mark as well. But again, Jalen had an opportunity to close that argument. He didn't shut the door on it. When you play really bad in a big game like that, this is what happens. And it's just tough for him because I could absolutely guarantee you if the Eagles' three first-round picks were next year, this wouldn't even be a discussion either. The Eagles would be like, hey, we're, we're with Hurts. Because they know they're not a quarterback away. If they, I'm telling you, if this front office knew they were a quarterback away, trust me, those quarterbacks would know the Eagles were a quarterback away, and the Eagles would be one of their preferred destinations because their goal is to win. They don't want to leave. Like, you think Wilson wants to leave Seattle to lose? No. Watson isn't, isn't going to try to leave Houston to lose. Rodgers ain't leaving Green Bay to lose. It's, it's, it's just like, it's a good position to be in the Eagles that they could do this, but it's like, they don't have the, all the answers to the test yet. So you're trying to make the decision on who the quarterback's going to be without having all the answers to the test. Because Jalen Hurts is far from a finished product. I was very hopeful we would have more clarity on Jalen Hurts after the season. Unfortunately, we don't have all that clarity. We saw the highs and we saw the lows. And I don't know if, what the middle is because, I mean, you, you got to be, but he has to be a better passer. He has to read defenses better. And that could change. Of course, next year he could. But right now he is a quarterback with limitations. And in the NFL, when you have limitations, it's t like it's hard to coach. It's hard to coach around the limitations of players. It puts your head coach in a disadvantage. If they make the move, 
we'll t- obviously we'll talk. I mean, and then again, we all depend. This is all like speculation, by the way. You don't even know what the price is for Deshaun Watson. Nobody knows what the price is for Russell Wilson. Nobody knows what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. My guess is the Eagles have a clue what they're thinking because they were so committed to Jalen Hurts in that press conference a week ago because my guess would be they know what the prices are on those players and they probably believe they're priced out. Jalen Hurts' season was, again, it was, it had its highs and it had its lows. He's a great teammate. He's a great leader. He's accountable. And he's absolutely dedicated to being as good a football player as he possibly can be. My advice to the Eagles would be, we roll with Jalen Hurts. Now the thing is, everybody goes, yo, you could just get a quarterback next year. It ain't going to be that easy. Again, the assets you have right now, you can't parlay them into next year. I mean, hey, if there's an opportunity for the Eagles to trade some of these draft picks and acquire draft picks next season, maybe they trade one of their first and they get somebody else's first next year. Like People just think that's going to happen. I'm of the belief that's not going to happen. But if let's just say they were able to pull that off, then they hedge their bet, which is great. Because then if Hurts really does improve, man, now you got two again. Like it, Now you're cooking. But then if it fell on his face, yeah. Because again, I think you're going to see a situation more so that quarterbacks do become available. Which sucks. It's not how it should be. But I, I think the NFL is quickly realizing being in the middle ain't too fun. So teams are either going to try to go all in to be really good. Or they're going to realize they got to blow it up and fix it up. So the opportunity to trade for more quarterbacks, it's going to be available. Definitely. Like Matt Stafford, you know what I mean? Like, why would the Lions move on from Matt Stafford? Well, they weren't they, they weren't even in the middle. They were on the bottom. But, I mean, the point being here is they knew they were never going to get that team good enough. And their plan was just, let's start it over. Let's try to fix it. So maybe you'll get more teams doing that. But, again, generally really good quarterbacks aren't on really bad teams either. So... Again, my stance is stick with Hurts, try to build it around him, kind of do what the 49ers did. There's more than one way to skin a cat, and again, I get it. It's not the easiest way because when you got an alien, like or I, I heard Joe Giglio say that, an alien like Mahomes, and, and, and he's right. I think that's the best way to describe Mahomes and Allen. Those guys are aliens. Like You know what I mean? They're, they're not the norm. Those, they don't grow on trees. So unless you have one of those guys... You know what I mean? You got to figure it out. Look at the 49ers have done it. They're in the NFC Championship game. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. They traded a bunch up to get him too. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're they're sitting here going and they traded for a quarterback. So you could figure it out. If you build the whole thing around him, you got to get a really good defense. My concern is our coordinator just isn't really good. Obviously, I think he absolutely sucks. I don't care who we have as the scheme. I think it doesn't fit because he stinks as a quarterback or a coordinator, but it is what it is. But, again, I will continue to say it. If the Eagles do decide to make a move at quarterback, I understand why they feel they had to. And, again, it's more or less that their backs are kind of against the wall here because of the assets they hold. They have to make the decision this offseason. If they're not able to hedge, they have no choice. 
So they got to answer the questions or they got to you know finish the test without knowing all the questions. Or finish the test without having all the answers, whatever which way you want to say that. But, again, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like Jalen Hurts. They know they don't think he's good enough, and that's fair. And he wasn't. He truly wasn't good enough this season. But the guy's going to bust his ass, and I guarantee you he comes back a better version. Now, hey, he could want it all he wants. Sometimes talent is talent. This is the elite. You know what I mean? You could want it, want it, want it. But, I mean, you either got it or you don't. And the Eagles got to figure that out right now. Now, and they got to try to do their best to figure it out without obviously having another year to try to figure it out because they loaded up their assets for this season. And again, I'm also saying this like this is a possibility that they can get Watson, that they can get Wilson or Rodgers. They might have been told by all three. Again, I heard Deshaun may have been flipping on the Eagles, but the, the price the Texans might have on him is just so insane. Russell Wilson has never said one time that he wanted to come to Philadelphia or Aaron Rodgers. And that could be another reason why Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni are so committed to Jalen Hurts because they're like, you know, we evaluated these guys in the draft. We don't really like them. We'd rather Jalen Hurts. The other three big fish don't want to come here anyway, so we can't get them. So we're just going to commit to Jalen Hurts. We're going to build it around him. And that's fair, too. That's like a possibility. Like They could be trying to upgrade it, and they can't do it because it's just not possible. Interesting offseason, and we'll be talking more about this, obviously. It's going to continue. This conversation just doesn't end today. It's going to continue and continue and continue. Um, And it's going to continue through the NFL draft. Next week, we're going to go over the offense, though. There's a lot to talk about on the offense because it's going to be who comes back, who stays, who goes. Obviously, wide receiver is going to be a big discussion. But the offensive line now, we're going to have a lot of talk about there with the offensive line. Um talk about the potential for if Kelsey leaves. You know what I mean? What happens at tight end? Who's going to be tight end too? Because Tyree Jackson had his ACL, and you know, obviously he was probably the guy they were ideally hoping could eventually take that spot. Um, and running backs. Obviously, Miles Sanders. Who else? Though? Kenny Gainwell. What about Jason Huntley? Guys like that. You know, Any prospects? Are they going to draft somebody? So there's going to be a lot to talk about. We'll do an offensive review, ne- uh, review next week, and hopefully we'll have some news on Jonathan Gannon. So we could talk about hopefully our new defensive coordinator coming in because that would be unbelievable news for the Eagles. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go.